And Chloe, did you bring arch archetypal lineage talismans to Brazil? No, and we're still on, on the hunt. And I just saw the other day that there was some uh, table outside in Lagoa. And so I think we're gonna go and have a run at it with Clinton and why? Because I want one. <laughs> have you been looking for one? Like, have you been doing your own scouting? I'm, yeah, but not for mine. I've been looking for just to, to, to get them in general and then, mm -hmm. and then see if they work for you guys. But I, maybe I need to know more about the criterion. Well, it's a great fear club uh, practice in terms of looking for archetypal lineage because it, it, it has to do with in, intuition and this connection with basically, I'm, I'm saying this for, for anybody who needs to hear in addition to Jesse, but in terms of looking for these, which are archetypal lineage talisman, how many people have their talisman on? I, I see jo Johanna's one. And Ronya, great. So you see about uh, the, yeah, Yule. Great, and yeah, and Vera and Devin, okay. So, I mean, that is already getting a sense of, of what they are. And really the way that I, I have learned and, and now is doing it is that I connect, when I go, when I look for them, I connect with my archetypal lineage also because my archetypal lineage is empowering other archetypal lineages. So I know that that's part of the job of it. And then I say, is this one? sort of like that I ask is this one and it's interesting to see that sometimes I would get one that Clinton would get and then Clinton would get some that I'm like I I don't know and then it, it does evolve sometimes we just get a bunch and then we throw them out because we just got better ones and and we'd rather just have powerful ones but you could start with that just jacking you connect with your archetypal lineage and then and, and then you ask and I you know, I know that Ronya, for example, you're going on the road and that's just a great, it's just a great thing to do as a, you walk in markets and, you know, instead of looking around as a tourist or as a, I don't want to buy anything or it's, you know, most of what is sold in market today is not even true crafts. It's stuff bought from China. It's stuff that people didn't even make. So when then you start spotting, when you're looking for archetypal lineages, you start pot, spotting the people who are doing their own work and doing true work, true, true crafts. And, and if you start looking and you, and, and you know, you whatever, and people say, well, what are you looking for? What do you want or whatever? And, and, and you start having this conversation about, well, I'm looking for archetypal lineage talisman, a gateway for people to jack in into their service. <sighs> And that opens this whole space of conversation. And some of these people are just amazing. People, they just get it. And they show us their own. They own that they've made often 
and that that's their connection to their creation, like to, to what they're creating in, in the material form. And, and it's a very different experience than to go around in countries having that kind of purpose instead of having no purpose or unconscious purposes of uh, spending time or whatever in, in markets. It was very cool. Thank you for your question, Jesse. For your response. See what the script, what the script can create. Yeah. I mean, because the, the, the invitation, I think about four people were there five minutes before start time because the invitation was let's come all five minutes before start time and see what happens. See, and it took us about three minutes of silence before somebody would read their line in the script. Mm. Mine is going to come out of this. It's uh, lying on the shelf already and I'm from time to time looking at it and asking it if it's ready to be worn or to be shaped first. And so far it wasn't. But I'm glad that it's already like in my space. Mm, okay. I, I mean, if it's a bother, it's not supposed to be a bother. I mean, carrying that around when you go do groceries you know, <laughs> seems a little big uh, as an archetypal linear chalice, but it could be carved out of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm going to carve a, a, a fox out of it. Okay, so in addition, I wouldn't make any animals. I wouldn't do an animal as an archetypal lineage because that is from the tradition of American Indian to use animals as uh, kind of the way, let's say, whatever Roman or Greeks use gods as an interface between you and the force, like you and the force of nature, like this one, we're talking about archetypal lineage, but it could be, you know, bright principles. So the American Indian have the coyote and uh, uh, whatever, they have all these different animals and it's still a buffer between you and the force. You have to go through something. And, and the invitation is you, you have access to the force, to the force of nature. You have access to it. You don't need any interface. You don't need any gods, any pictures, anything that will, uh, like there was, so somebody here in Brazil said that there was going, they were going through this process about being afraid of spiders. And then they went through this process about in a workshop about what the spider really is. And that actually it creates this web and this, it's a village weaving. And so, and the question was, well, what are the, the other animals that are doorway to other archetypal lineage ca category? Like if the spider is this village weaver, what do you have for uh, game or builder or evolutionary or, or guardian? And, it, and it's still limiting the access to those lineages to an animal, like to a spider, like that village weaving is a spider. And it's like, no, it's a whole universe full of dimension. Mm -hmm. So that would be why I wouldn't, it's not about carving it into any symbol. So you will, you, ch you can check the different talisman is that they don't have any symbol in them um, from that have some kind of significance and some kind of tradition. So, but you can, um, Marcus, what you can do is to also scan for an, like an artist or craftsman that 
you, you get a sense that they make archetypal lineages. Like there's this shop in um, somewhere on the Bodensee where Vera got hers that has a bunch. So I don't know if they make their own craft or not, but anyways, to find a craftsman who can do that. And they say, check me out and, and do something and do something with this, mm-hmm. you know, check me out and, and create something with this. And then, and then that would be a closer approximate, like it would be a closer gateway for you instead of having yeah. a concept in your mind. Yeah. Cool. My fear tells me too, that there's something about me because I, I wanted to make my own. And I, I, I also recognize that I would, that it needs to come somehow from echo beyond me. It has to, there's like a, there's a way, I, I don't want to make my own. I want to make my own, but it's, it's not about that. It's like I'd be making something different. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to say this, but um, there's something about making my own that uh, doesn't, it's, it doesn't create as deep a doorway maybe. Or yeah, something like that. I mean, Jesse, in your regards, it could really be, you know, the next emotional healing process that you do is what is stopping me from getting this talisman? What's in my way to to jack in or do another step in jacking into my archetypal lineage? Because there's some, it's it's more than just, I mean. Vera and I have been battling with Brazilian custom department and it's a nightmare so i know that you know that's part of the problem but it's not actually whatever yeah it's not the reason yeah it's not the reason that this happens if this is happening for me yeah thank okay. you okay thank you so i was just saying about this line in the script like having this whole 10 minute conversation with jesse and marcus was is very valuable a lot of value for, for both of them and for the space and for the context that we're holding here. And, and that's really what it, it's not, it doesn't always work. I mean, for me, it's the magic sometimes work and the magic sometimes doesn't, and it doesn't mean anything, but we can get better at making the magic work when I mean, the magic is to create value for each other. And, and saying the line in a script is extremely valuable. So that would be that could be a practice let's say it is the practice declaring this is the practice for next week is instead of having a plan of what you're going to say or what you're going to talk about with this person is just wait in silence until the line in the script comes and then say the line in the script instead of saying what uh like the for example the emotional fear of being in silence with somebody would, would make you um, say something out of survival, like something ordinary and instead shift to the script. And the more you practice, the faster the line comes. So, but it, it does take practice in the beginning. And to add to that, it would, ha- uh, it helps as you are holding space to also get out of this idea that as a space holder, it's your job to entertain or to fill the space or to, and, and so this waiting is really important even as a space holder, especially as a space holder. Yeah. That's it.
I, great. Are you guys hearing us okay? Is the internet okay or? Yeah. There okay. are some interruptions uh, when where I spoke. Okay. Mm. Okay, I think we'll make it work. Okay, thank you. So, okay, just to start with, please make sure that you have your center and your ground cord. Mine is this deep green today. Orange. Like the jungle Blue. around. Red. Oh, of course. Orange, red. And your personal bubble of space. And please click your clicker one more time and declare this golden cube of workspace for this session of Fear Club. For this Fear Club. Great. So any, I feel glad about um, really reading, reading all, like reading about your emotional healing process, the clarity that you're getting and the practices in the telegram group is there any sharings or questions or or comment right now like any additional sharings about what you've discovered or noticed this week i haven't had my emotional healing process yet but i did the gremlin reconstruction process on saturday and um yeah really i've been doing the three by three fear and um you've really noticed how much more easily the feeling came up in me in that uh, having done that reconstruction process. So it was much more easily accessible. And yeah, there's a lot more emotional fear that I had been unaware of. Thank you. How many people did not do the gremlin reconstruction? Can you put your hand up? Not ever or on Saturday? Yeah. No, no, no. Ever, ever. Have you not been through the process of gremlin reconstruction? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, if you don't know what it is, then you haven't been through it. Okay. So I would really recommend all of all of you to do this process. I mean, especially like Devin, who's holding space for the gremlin training, and I mean, all of you guys are growing, uh, are really growing at the fastest rate possible. And, and after having done some, really some grumbling work that I, I'm getting an idea really that all of you have done is that there's a step in the initiation of your gremlin. So this process that Kiri was talking about, the gremlin reconstruction, where it's about getting that your gremlin was not welcomed in your childhood. It was too wild, it was too much, it was too big, it was too nonlinear, too creative. I mean, you know, in school, it's like, no way can you let that thing uh, show up and actually, you know, be alive. And so that you've literally really uh, energetically chopped or cut or torn or put pieces of your gremlin somewhere, you know, in the locker in school, under your bed, um, in a closet in your room, um, in somebody had it like, her whole gremlin was in a little prison about this size with a chain on it and a, and a lock on it. And so then there's all these dimension of your life of nonlinearity, of aliveness, of creation, of breaking the rules that you can't have access to because the gremlin is, is, is um, like diminished, it's like handicapped. And so this process is really about getting your full gremlin back together and and really like what you were saying, Kiri, for me, that was the same experiences, it, getting a whole other level of subtlety of noticing and feeling and, um, and moves. So 
And it's really this shift of your gremlin is your ally. So it really needs to be at this moment where you need your gremlin as an ally and, and, and just, yeah, do it. So Suzanne and Yulia delivered that on Saturday. I got a message. I think they're going to deliver another one in December. And they're both German, but I think they delivered in English because Kiri were there. So, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, talk to her. Susanne Hussle and Julia Neumann in New Zealand. Cool. Thank you, Kiri. Can, can I ask, what is an ally? Uh, Alliierte. Ach so, ah, okay. Ein Verbündeter quasi. Ja. Okay. Ja. Cool. Ja. cool. Danke. Anything else that is hot and burning right now? Okay, then I, um, I was cheering on this Fear Club spaceholder training and I was connecting with you guys and the work that you have done to be here and whatever the emotional healing processes and, and to, and so I was working on the Gaian Game World handbook this morning and writing about what Gaian Game Worlds are, are really spaces for. And what came up was game or Gaian Game Worlds are a space for exchanging value. Exchanging value in a way that at the end of the space, everybody is bigger. So in a, in a modern culture, traditional exchange space is you give me something and I get something in return. And I'm trying to, for example, sell something at the cheapest rate, so I win. And the other person is getting, trying to get, or at the highest price, so I win. And the other person is trying to get a bargain, so they win. They consider that they win. And this is win-lose game. So the exchange of material value is win-lose game. And when guy in game world, such as a fear club is a guy in game world, a next culture game world, it's about exchanging value so that you as the space holder, you know, who has something to value to exchange, to give, when you're exchanging the value, you are getting bigger. You are learning things that you have never said before and never learned before because you become this space through which this whatever bright principles, clarity is coming through. So you get bigger and the people in your spaces who are, receiving the value also get bigger and at the end is this is total winning happening where everybody you know in a way got more value but also can provide more value that they are more valuable like it's not they might more valuable how to say that it's like they are more value because after they've done fear club after they've been in your space and the thing is that if you are a space holder, you're holding space and you don't know that you are valuable, that you have value, you have intrinsic value as from your being, from being in the world. So it's not about what you do and it's not about, um, really, it's not about what you do, it's about who you are in the space is a value for the people in your spaces. And if you don't get that you walk in the world as having intrinsic value, 
then when you're holding space, that is also not present. And then like Vera was saying, then you might be, want to uh, do it right or entertain people or um, make people happy or uh, for, force people into liquid state or whatever. There's all these other survival forces that come in play instead of people are in my space because I have value to exchange with them. And actually they have a huge value for me too. They, they have value to exchange with me too. And so it's an exchange space. So I would like to go into breakout rooms to, to get, to talk about, so each person gets the space to talk about what you are. So it's not who you are and it's not what do you do. It's not about what do you do, it's what are you in the world? Because it's, it, it's so obvious that when you look at babies, you know, <laughs> They don't do anything like they they're problems i mean they they need to be fed and they need to be taken care of and they need to be um whatever it's changed and it's like they don't do anything for you but but for those who've had children's and who have been around children and, and babies especially is this thing of you love them because they they are like they you love them be, because they're being and, and they have this immense value just from, just from being there. I mean, do you get that sense around babies, like this intrinsic value that they have? And so somehow we lose that, we lose that. We lose that along the way to get that here we are and we are valuable. And, and the shift of course, is that babies are um, unconsciously standing in their value that they, they're not taking a stand for their value, they just are and it's unconscious. And the, the process of growing up is, how can you stand in your value and like what you are consciously as a bridge to deliver your value? You're standing in what you are as a bridge to deliver your value in the world. Not as a pressure, but as a ecstatic, thrilling, uh you know being alive experience but but it, whatever school has destroyed that for us in terms of what we are like there there is no the, the purpose of school is not to discover what you are this is not the purpose of school and so it's been you know 14 to 18 years of gap between being this value and you can see the, the kids just losing that connection to themselves around four, five, six years old. And then, and then the, the reconnection never really happens. So this is what I would like to do with you is to really start reconnecting with what you are as, as a bridge to deliver your value. And to do this, I would break out in groups of three where there's a possibilitator or a, um, sorry, a space holder and a client and a coach. And the space holder, your job for the first few minutes, it's going to be about like three minutes, is to declare what you are. Declare what you are, like stand in your own value, to declare and what you are by standing in your own value and say, this is what I am. This is what I am. And then um, the clients, you can ask any questions. 
okay, to help them distill that. You, so you're on their team, you, you're helping distill what they are. And then the second part, I'll send you a message, a little message to change is then from that place, deliver value to the client. Deliver your value immediately to this client in front of you. And then the coach, your job is to coach them delivering their value. And, and you can give them like whatever hints, possibilities, try this instead of this or whatever. So you, you're empowering them to deliver their value. Is that is that clear? Great. And then we and then we shift. Everybody gets a chance. Um, Vera, are you making the breakout rooms? Yes. Do you? Uh, it, it makes it that we're both out. Uh, do you want to be? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super. We'll just, or we can do it with each other first, and then we can jump into the rooms. Yes. Great. What about um, anything? What about the timing for each person so we have an idea? Yeah, three minutes to say what you are, declare what you are, and then four minutes to deliver your value to your client. To your client. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and Chloe, do not accept the invitation. I'm keeping the time. Did you send a message? Right now. Oh, yeah, great. Okay, I would, so I would hold space for you if you want to do this. Yes, I do, I do. Great, go ahead. I, uh, question, I create space of, of question, of inquiry. And, and, and effortlessly, really effortlessly bring the transformation when someone can finally get loose of the assumptions that they have about themselves and, and the things that look so secure and so safe and so solid and so, um, yeah, so solid, seeing that they don't have to be so solid. So you come into a space and then people lose their assumption about themselves and about what, what makes them safe, what they think is safe. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example? Yeah. So for example, about two years ago, and this totally out of training spaces, but two years ago, just meeting a group of women who one of them was getting married and I went to visit them and just me being me and not trying to push any possibility management, just change the whole women's group and the, that they, they, they could see how a woman could, could stand in a completely new group of people. And, and it just caused people to, uh, the, the women to, 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 to notice something where they are and then, started asking themselves, what is it? What is it that, what is it that I'm radiating? That is not mm -hmm. like, 
all out there. It's, it was something grounded and not towards me. And so, so yeah. Are you, what you're saying is that you bring, so exactly what we're talking about right now in terms of people's value. You have a, mm-hmm. some kind of way that you, you, sorry, you bring people into their real value. Mm. Yeah, and into some kind of possibility for them to get their real value. Okay, so what, what would that be called? Like, what would be the name of... Because I know you've been using abundance midwife and, you know, you've changed your archetypal lineage and I, I'm, I'm getting a sense that it might be time to um, get a, a different identity, like in terms of mm. as you discovering new parts of yourself. Yeah. I don't want to say researcher because uh, uh, it also is too limiting, but it's this being being with catalyst, or, or is it's it's a catalyst through being with, or through being okay, there, but, through being okay, there. Okay, but and but what is created? I think so. Uh-huh. Catalyst for what? Because yeah. that's that's the that's the the true value the true nature of a catalyst is just it's there and it changes something. Yeah. But they don't. Often the catalyst doesn't get changed in the process. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So a catalyst for. The, the image that I get is this like brightness for people to like a uh, sh- shining to shine, but not in this celebrity way, but just this to find the, the thing they are, to find the thing that they already are. So catalyst something being. Yeah, C- catalyst for for the people to 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 be to to stand where they stand in who they are and who really who they who they really are. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. You, I mean, it, it happens every day and, and uh, in this house and I, I'm, I'm trying to just move out of just the normal kind of appreciation thing. Mm-hmm. So we're instead, so 
you could try something instead of bringing appreciation, which would be sort of a PM method mm-hmm. or whatever, kind of, it's like you were with this woman, you didn't try to do anything. No. And so I don't, I don't know, you ask questions or you try to find another way. So asking questions could be one, uh, but it could also be like telling a story mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, look, I'll think about other examples, but. Okay. I. Okay. No. So I would, I would actually, um, for you to ask questions because it's something that you know would take you out of your self-referencing mm-hmm. it's you have to be in my world about what am I not getting about the value that I am or what is in in the way of of that you know and that those are there's millions of questions about that but you would have to get into my world somehow yeah it's a sh- shift of I get, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I need a minute, maybe less than a minute to go. Yeah. Well, it just, it sh- it's shift from your experience of me that to my experience of myself. Yeah. it would help you to look with your fear. Like what are the questions that you're afraid to ask or the things that you're afraid to say Mm -hmm. or that seems inappropriate or wrong or um, you're not sure or something. What What is, what is, it's like what is keeping you upstairs today in Mm. in the room upstairs that that being downstairs is not right for you yeah it's an experiment in somehow downstairs I was getting distracted a lot and uh, by people in the kitchen or having Clinton there so I can ask him any question and just like the whole movement, somehow it, it's harder for me to get keep my center. Like, I don't know if it's my center, but my attention. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah, so I think it's, it was just an experiment for today. And, but I might, do, I might do it a little more often. Yeah. Did it work? Has it been working? Yeah, it did work to write. This morning was really, um, I could just like really keep going without being interrupted. Sounds like you you require a certain diving into your own world to to come out, and it's not a world that Clinton has necessarily, or any or this house has, or something. There's an inner world where that source comes. Yeah, I think it's accurate. And I, and I think it goes along with this uh, shifting from worrying because worrying is often about 
other world. It's about other people, other game world, or other. And so I think that's it's correct about like there's a a world of mine that to write. I need I need some kind of space to dive in. Yeah. How how do you do it? How do you dive into that world of yourself of 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 that source of so much clarity in game world, but and so much clarity inside of you. How do you do it? Just give me a second. I'm writing. Please come to an end and give two. I would give. Uh, are you okay giving two minutes of feedback and coaching to the yes. space holder? Yes. About how they can deliver, uh, deliver their value even more. Great. I mean, I'll answer. I'll keep. I'll keep your question, and then because I don't have an answer, and so I think there's something to discover there about me. Mm. And I, it, I think that would be really a big. Uh, this practicing, this questioning, or this practicing, um, how is it in other people's world? Like what? It's not that. It's how are they relating to their world? How are they relating to themselves? And you entering not your perception of them, but their, their perception of themselves. And then there, there you have a lot more leverage in terms of this providing value for them uh, in this, um, I don't know, catalyst of beingness, mm -hmm. like for them to stand in their own, in their own value. And, and that would be also really, a shift from this, from the eye, like you, you wouldn't have to use this eye. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any questions or anything about this? No, I mean, okay. probably a lot and then, but they will take time and I'm scared about taking a lot of time. Okay. Okay, shift to the second space holder. So let's move it into the rooms then. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for both of you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going on to Marcus, Monica, and Ronia. Okay. Okay. And you're still holding the time, right? The whole thing. All right, I will go as the next space holder. So I am a coach, I'm the client. Yes. I am I am that fountain of light that grows especially like that loves to grow with with the other person. And so in that I'm I'm dedicated to the to the light of the other person. 
and therefore my my presence is sometimes like being in sky and in hell or being very joyful and and sad in the same time for other persons because their wounds just turn up in my presence and in the same time it's their old wounds and and the new new shiny sides of the wound, wounds can can actually transform and show Ronya, you can ask also for example when you feel like mm. and and also what is the what do you what is the result of of that thing that you do of that thing that you are okay Yes, the, the result is, for example, been yesterday, two days ago, that a person tells me, all right, thank you for this time, and I need my time now. It, I need to process that it was intense. And so it, it, it is like I'm... Um, I'm the I'm the walking invitation for each other to become liquid. Especially when we spend time together like one on one. Another example is when when you dance with me in music and you we dance together on the connection you will Well, you will, um, I'll take you with in this, in this deep open space that like these layers falling off of, of your own perception of who you are and who I am. And together we dive in into a, Well, into into the sea, basically, into the sea of, you can call it love, and in the same time, I, I love to not name it because it's only an experience. And how do you keep yourself from not um, twisting with the other person? Or, well, wait a second, Ryan. I would I would focus this more in. What is it that he actually does to really so that we get like clear? You know, how what is the technology? What is also, yeah. Would you ask? So I know that I've just I'm coaching coaches mostly. So and then you can have that experience of you asking in the, your own words or my words, whatever. Yes. What, what is it in you that brings, brings up or lets the people go liquid that sheds their box somehow? Yes, it's, uh, it's joyful precision. 
it's the the joy to 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 name things or point at things or make things clear and visible um, that are that are they may maybe enacting or telling themselves and it is as if if i walk around like i walk around the story or the the, the most powerful word is the wound to actually walk around the wound and to look at it from behind. Mm. So just uh, start to walk around and just give the values to Ronya right now. Yes. Um, yeah, so I connect for, I, I connect with you first where I first met you and it was in a rage club a couple of months ago. And I'm glad to see how your chest, the energy of your chest had, has changed. Marcus, when yeah. you say, I'm glad to see that the energy of your chest has changed, you're making it about your, how, about yeah. you. Yeah. So really about, Her. yeah, about them. So yes for the joy, and so hold the joy for what you want to say. Yeah. Yes. So I think back then you were wondering what what it was or what it is that that wanted to break, break through. And I have a when, pause again. Would you, and I know this is a lot of feedback, this really to direct you, Marcus, focus on the present, on the, the, the being that she is yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and now you know, like, Now you've you have this stream to and and the witch that actually call really fits. It's the stream that you have deep down to the bottom. I'd say even below the, the ground we were talking about. It is it's a stream that really goes into the sea. And you reach down to To the place where you know how much how much of hate in the world is and how much how much it's needed to to transform it every day. And so you Marcus, would you uh, try to also do uh, interact with Ronnie without just saying, I know it's like one very PM way is like to look at her, scan it and like just channel messages through it. But as you said, like taking a person on a dance, would you dance with her a little bit more like ask a question or. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, nice. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so I would like to know from you, like, what is that you have not forgotten about ever? about yourself. That I'm a source. That anything can go through me. And what happens when anything goes through you? Creation and magic happen. There is now time to give feedback. Ronia, if you have something mm. from Marcus. Mm. I felt your love being there. Oh. And mm. the gentleness with with the clarity what you said in the end of your description was uh, very uh, accurate I have a little feedback, which is what you were saying. It was like a joyful pointing at the wound, at the wound and letting the, the wound come up. And so it might need some refining uh, what you were saying about what you are was in my experience was very many things. And, and, and so, and, and you are, it's one of your dimensions is, the wound of another dimension and so just to to refine one to be clearer on one at a time yeah to choose one basically you mean well to... you don't have to choose without doing other things but just to to refine instead of saying i'm this and i'm this and i'm this and i don't want to give it a name and then it's not clear yeah so every time you do that you you're you're forfeiting your clarity all right you are okay thank you but uh, for me marcus you are keeping this red line like this joyful precision mm -hmm. like whatever with whatever value you were taking so i enjoy that a lot because you were like very precise and you were dancing with this um Mm. how to say still <laughs> yeah with the silence <laughs> you are dancing with the silence and waiting what kind of param parameters they were you know coming and what kind of values had to be say said so 
it was like a dance from the very beginning. Thank you. Thank you, all three. And it, and it was very impressive how, how you jumped to the coaching of Vera. Like mm. you were taking the coaching and you were, you know, adapting yourself to the coaching and then you were dancing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's mad because it's like when I get a feedback like that, it's like someone telling me, hey, you can leave your box but beside, like aside. And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just did that with Aunt Chloe and she was giving me feedback and it was like here here and trying to align with a new space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See ya. Thank yeah. you. So um being I am I am the space for people to expand their their heart and to be become courage. I am I am the courage in this the yeah the vibration of courage make the people be willing to see the deeper layers or the deeper shadows in them and they cannot hide in my presence. I'm, I am the light on the shadow. And, and How do you do that? So that they can really come back to themselves. Could you give an example without being in a training space? Can't hear you, Vera. It's it was breaking up. What did you say? Can you give an example of how you do like that? You do that without being a training space or a rage club or a training space. I I don't by not reacting to their to their manipulative states or, or by not giving a chance to to their to their gremlins to, to, to take over the space or by by sh by being the kind of the, the, the model of also bringing my presence and 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 being there as a inspiration and just this makes people reflect on themselves and they are becoming questions and they're becoming new questions in in my presence so that they and you become... give an example okay um example i by in a conversation with 
a new person I don't know by staying present and and not making any overdoing facial expression so that our words and the person words are are not uh, contaminated with unnecessary stuff and so by your expression you were with someone and then yeah, and by your expression they they're they're and my silence or or silence or by bringing in in the space such are um bringing asking more deeper questions about what what is really there there like their their purpose now and how how and what, and, sorry yeah what maybe it's like we have different understandings of what an example is so would you tell me what happened yeah, okay. in that moment and like what could like what was happening and how did you change that or how did you you provided value and how did it work but, but first take five seconds to check your center grounding cord and bubble mm. Yeah, just want to remind that this is for you to articulate. It's not a, it's like, a, so that you can be clear and specific with your value. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you fear, because I feel like maybe actually what I say, I don't know how to do it, but it's coming from the mind. I don't know, or is a fear of giving, getting more specific and thinking, oh, maybe I thought I was shifting something, but nothing happened. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't know how it goes, but just, yeah. just, but it happened. But it happened, and so just relate what happened. It was just that, like, oh, it happened. I don't know, when I was talking to my mom the other day, or it happened when I was... Um, oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Or it, it happened with, uh, you know, some... Spe well, okay. Right. Yeah, I propose just try it out with me now. Mm. Yeah. Yuli, what what is in your way now in your life more globally? What is in your way that you haven't yet become what you want to become. What is my way right now? Yes. A lot of unconscious fear. I think that's why I'm here. 
there's Like not being with my more than half of the time going to avoid the fear. Okay, you're a bit frozen. Uh, this feedback was not for you, Johanna, just to let you know. You yeah. have a go, keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Yuri, actually, I, I couldn't really listen what you say, but uh, it's your unconscious fear. I, I heard that you have unconscious fear that is on your way. And yes. can you, I invite you to to let the fears present, be present right now. Johanna? And yes. Just take a, it's like a allow the silence so that it, that that part like use your fear to check what's the next thing from your from from that part of you it's yours you don't have to make it up so just really allow that a little bit of silence so that the next thing comes okay Yeah, use your fear to, yes. I invite you to place your attention on, on the level, at the level of your heart. And there is a sensation there. And let your attention be there for a moment and be fully, fully in present with that sensation. Johanna, maybe you do it too. Just, a, just, a, just a possibility. Yeah, it could, I'm a, it could be a different technique, Jesse. From doing it okay. as well, I just. Uh, it, it just as that place. What is, what is the fear about there? There's. Yes. Saying like I don't have enough time. So like it's this fear of what if I'm wasting, like what if I'm wasting my life right now? What if I'm doing something I that is going nowhere? Like I'm I'm scared of wasting my time. I'm scared of missing out. Yes. Mm. And this fear of wasting your time is uh, is your drive to make best, precious use of your time. So you can go, come back to the place when, whenever you need, when you have a project to ask you what, what is the right action that I, I need to do so that I make the best use of my time. You can make this, you can come back to that place where you have the time pressure and this fear and use it as a, 
an indicator of which action you, where you can go. Thank you. Thank Joanna. you. Thank you, Joanna. It worked for me to like when you guided me to this place. There was actually like my my heart was kind of wrapped in my fear. That was just where my fear was in that moment. So you scanned that you, and that really worked to to go into my fear. And my coaching is just go slower. It started to work better the moment you slowed down. I have feed, feedback that sometimes it looked like you were filling the next moment with a word and it would have done it it kind of eliminated the silence and then and in, in that way you never really let the silence build the energy up because silence can build an energy up it accumulates energy so that when you move into the silence and do something it has impact and power and so I, I had a sense that you were almost putting your center just in front of you and then kind of stepping into your center and then throwing it in front of you again and stepping into it. And there was a sense that you weren't fully centered as you were doing it. Like your center was not inside you. It was in like the next word of the sentence and then the next. And so the feedback, the coaching is let silence be and let's like big silence be and let it fill up like a cup of water like slowly filling up so that when you speak into it you've gathered up this energy and yeah i have a, a similar thing to what jesse said with the addition that uh proposal that you watch the video because uh, i'm really glad it's recorded and then you get to see when you read the, the message, please come to an end, you started speeding up and filling the space. And that way you were, it felt that you were disconnected from that value and you were wanting to, it was like you had a, a, a plan to close it in a certain way, instead of being present with the moment to moment reality. And so to just notice when that, when that stops, when the, when the, the brightness and electricity of the space went down a little bit because it's kind of what how how Jesse described it. And so I have a, a suspicion that part you might have part of you is committed to stop feeling fear. So then you feel fear and then you say the thing so that the fear goes down. And, and actually it's about speaking and continue to feel the fear at the same time, but, but not let the fear make the, the rhythm of your speaking. And so to, to experiment, um, I don't know, I, I wish we had time for making, making a practice or if you have like an exercise for this week, that would be great. So if, if any of you have, yeah. I would say that a practice might be sit back into your fear. And into your center, really sit back into your center. And just as you deliver what your value is, as you be your value, do it from sitting back into your center. And so what you might notice when you do that is that you'll, your center will start, might start to move forward and you might, you might be like kind of be dragged into the front of you and then just sit back again into your center and just keep sitting back in your center and delivering it from that 
place, like anchored back into your center. I also, yeah, I have another coaching so the space doesn't have to end with, I feel good. So somehow I had the suspicion that it was like, okay, this is your, you can, you can go to that place. And it was kind of, yeah. And a practice could be just end the space with, this is where you are, period. Like I, I have this fear and it's a source and it's also, I think it's also a healing process. That's my, why I feel good. Yeah, Yula, will you, would you share that in the main space? I think it would be very valuable. There's a certain kind of assumption that it needs to be completed or, or felt good or nice or package up. And, okay. and that's like a box need more than anything. Yes, I will share that. Yes, thank you for your feedback really helped me. It will help me so much. Thank you. Well, can I give you another exercise that you could try since we have not been called back? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so are you doing the A31 practice? Yes. Do you do it sitting down or lying down? I'm, I'm sitting. Yeah. Yeah. My, the, the proposal is that you do sometimes at least once lying down and to see, because you're, you don't go forward with the fear. You just, it's almost like, it's like having this fire that it's not, you don't move away from it. And to just allow the, some ecstasy to, to happen of like, oh, it feels like this, oh my God. And to, to enjoy enjoy it's like try to find a place where there's some ecstasy and feeling the fear mm. okay thank you thank you okay. welcome back I feel sad and scared that um, I didn't really emphasize that this delivering your value would freak out your box in many ways. And if your box is not really freaking out, there's a way that you're, there's a risk that you're not taking in terms of what you are in the world, something like that. It's, it is scary to be what you are in the world because this is not on modern culture's agenda. For you to be what you are is not on modern culture's agenda. So you, it's just, it makes you step out of modern culture and be in next culture and be a bridge. It makes you weird because you are refusing to be a consumer or you know, a, um, a slave, like a slave number in the factories of modern culture it's like you can stand there and be, I have value. I don't need approval from anybody. I don't need permission from anybody. I don't need love from you. I do not need love from you, but I love you. You know, and I, I'm, I, I have this value and I also see your value. 
I mean, a lot of you were, your value is about seeing other people's value. And to just be totally, to, to stand in that is, um, you have to stand at your own edge. So I think I, um, I don't know if that was the experiment for everybody, like, but anyway. Can I okay. share, I'm Chloe, um, it's perhaps related, but I, I feel like I'm coming away with, yeah, I, uh, a new appreciation and understanding of my value. And also this sense of like this really thin line between my value and my shadow, that it's sometimes so close, like the value that I bring into the world is my sadness and, and my softness and the way that uh, other people's sadness unlocks and flows in my presence. And, you know, that the, the softness and the gentleness can become, you know, just a comfort and a, you know, a cushion rather than a, than a flow. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, well, I, I would like to make use of this value mm -hmm. in um, I would like to try this experiment. And the experiment start with I got just this idea. Christine, would would you share, you know, you shared in your in the Telegram group about your experience with fear today, or I don't know if it was today with your client. Mm -hmm. Can you share it again? Because I would like to make use of that experience for us to do an experiment about. Okay, yeah. So I was, I was preparing my space and I was like my, my room for, for the client to arrive and I was 10 minutes already finished and I was like, okay, what to do? And then I was moving to to the computer and my box already freaked out and it's like, nah, you cannot do this. And I did it anyway. And I started to put the stuff of the article into Grammarly. And, and then um, three minutes before his arrival, I something, yeah, I, I, I watched up and I was like, okay, something, something is coming in kind of. And then I was like, ah, he's late. He's in the in the, the division. No, how do you call it? It's like when 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 you need to, to go around something. Oh um, deviation. Because there's a construction thing. A detour. And detour. 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 Thank you. He needed uh, he, and it was like, ah, ah, he will not be punctual. I already knew it. And then one minute later he called and said, I'm I'm lost somewhere. I'm lost somewhere because I needed to do the detour and and he will be probably 10, 15 minutes late. And and I already knew it before. It was like this. Christina, so, dropped so in. can you can you share that experience in a way to let to land distinction? Like as if you're holding space for fear, you're holding space for fear club, you're sharing this story as an example of using your fear and and then tell the rest with the distinctions the territory 
So what I discovered this, this um, morning was um, while I was waiting for a client, I, uh, I got the information that like something dropped in that he will be late. And just one minute later, he called and said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lost on the way and um, I will be probably 10, 15 minutes later. And I checked afterwards, what was that? How, how could I know this? How could I know this? And um, what was that? And I discovered that this was low level fear. I, I got the information and the fear was informing me um, to, to scan into the field. And what I did, I was scanning into the field and I got the, got the ping back. And the ping back was that he, he is um, needing to do this detour. And um, yeah, I discovered like that the fear is, is a messenger. It's more an information carrier than anything else. Something like this. This is what I found out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Christina. Yeah, uh, can I ask you a couple of questions, Christina? Right. Yes. It is uh, what were the what conditions did you? Okay, so I'm gonna guess what she was gonna yeah. say. What condition? Which condition I I was in while I was receiving this? Or, or to receive? To receive? What, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I was centered, calm, and totally, it felt like, because I was putting something in between, um, usually the 10 minutes I would have filled with, I don't know, hanging around, waiting, but I did not. I was like, I need to do this. I was, I felt in the flow, centered, but in the flow, without, um, mm, yeah, without stopping myself of receiving information and also staying in the flow. So what, I would say, what, what did you do before that would stop this flow? Can you say, what Somehow would probably before, stop, or what do you mean? Yeah, there was ways that you were stopping the flow before, that you, you know, you would hang around or you would, what would have, what did you do that stopped the flow ah, uh, okay. before? Yeah. yeah, like a voice in my head which said, mm, "That's the, you cannot do this. It will not be finished within this little time frame, for example. Like it was like, I just had 10 minutes and actually it's crazy to start over with like Grammarly, um, go into, into Medium and, and start all this in 10 minutes. But I still did it. Even a voice in me said, don't do this. And I did it anyway. So and then the voice I had is a rule. The voice yes. is, it's a rule. It's my box. Okay. It was just my box telling me that is just not okay. So, Christine, in terms of distinction, I wouldn't use, you know, box is so wide. It's so diverse of dimensions okay. and of blocks. And if you say box, then it's generalized. Instead mm -hmm. of saying the voice is a rule, then we, people can start looking for rules in them that blocks this flow of, I yeah. should do it like this. Yeah, thank you. No, I can't do this. Yeah. 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 So it was a rule which t told me no, that that it would not okay. But I let this skip and say I did. I do it anyway. 
so I could stay in the flow. Okay, thank you. Vera, did you have another question? You said you had two questions. Yes, and it has to do with, because you, you said before that you would also be waiting. You would sit around and wait. And so how is that, how does the sit around for the 10 minutes uh, not, how did you stop being in the flow when you would be sitting around and waiting, doing this activity? Usually you mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. be mm. That's a good one. What I perceive is when, um, it's like I, I do, like usually I did kind of ordinary things. It's like preparing myself. I already had an order. I followed 10 minutes before. Like going, going to the toilet, check the water, like have everything prepared, open the window. And, but that everything was done. So I had this gap. Okay, Thank any you. other questions for Christine about her experience? What was allowing the gap this time? Like what was different this time? Hmm. I was just earlier ready. I have the answer to that. <laughs> Lowering her numbness bar to fear. Oh yeah. Yeah, really, I think it's this work with fear and in that the practices, the 831 and the emotional healing process gives you more access to fear. And then it has this guiding, really this guiding power. And even the fear of, can I, do I have enough time? And the fear said yes, basically. And then the, the logical answer of why you had more time came later, but the fear already had the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Okay, mm -hmm. yes. so I, so from that, from this experience that you can relate to from the story of Christine, I would like all of you to use your fear to write up an experiment or an exercise right now that you would deliver in your fear club so that people get closer to what Christine just described, this being in the flow, have, like following your intuition, getting some insight that are not logical. Like fear is, has a lot of information that is not logical. How would you have an exercise that would help your client get there? And you get about seven minutes to write up an exercise. Different exercise. Really, any exercise from I mean and use your value use who you are what you are to build this exercise because that's where your value comes from
The hint here is to use your own fear for something like riskier than you would usually do. Like lean into your own fear and your source, the source of being in the flow. Thank you. 
About 30 more seconds. Okay, please slowly come to an end. I would ask everybody to, if you could type up this experiment and send it into the Telegram group so we can all have access to each other's experiments and probably they will end up in some websites. Um, yeah, so try to write it. Uh, just one second, Jesse. Try to write it in a way that the instructions are really clear so any space holder can take it and use it. So how many minutes, what, how many groups, what does the space holder coach and client do? Like not overwrite it, but just make it really clear instructions. Jesse, what were you going to ask? Can you, can you say it one more time, the purpose of the experiment? Because you okay. gave context for the purpose. It's just any experiment I'm, we might do in Fear Club? No, the purpose of this is how do you have access to the flow? How do you bring people closer to the flow? And it has to do with fear. And access to low-level fear to have access to the flow. To have access to really intuition, instinct, insight, um, the script, uh, the information from other forces. So there's, there's really many different experiments. So would a couple people want to share the experiment that they came up with? I'll share. Go. So the experiment is, I don't have all the details worked out, but the experiment is you get a bowl of water and you fill, you get a bowl and you fill it with water. And then you, you, you stand with the bowl of water on your tiptoes and then you close your eyes and you slowly raise, holding it, holding on your tiptoes, you slowly raise the bowl over your, over your head and then you hold it over your head. And the idea is to hold it there for a minute. And as you hold it there, it's collecting. It's like you, you're connecting to your fear and you're breathing and into your fear and you're collecting information, you're collecting something in the bowl of water. And, 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 and as you do that, you just let it come from down into the bowl of water and then down into your, into your body and into your being so that you can gather the information and you're, you're recording it as it comes in. And there's another version of it where you, you like put something in the bowl of water, like a bunch of pieces of paper or something, and then you come down and you can actually read because divination is, is really connected to conscious fear, like the practice of divination. 
And so it has something to do with like creating, doing this so that you can actually read, like almost like reading tea leaves at the end of that, so that it becomes like a divination practice using fear to, to do divination. And so one I, of the I'll, Germans, please translate divination for me. It's, uh, it's Prophezeiung. It's Thank a you. Weissagung. Weissagung. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Andred. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. I want to share my practice. So it's um, with two, two person, one, one possibilitator and a coach. And during five minutes, there's a possibilitator who stand up and connect with his and this sparkling and shiny light inside of, of that person with his being and let the being sh show you what's your next step so that you can bring your being even more present in your life and this next step should be that is stretching and scary and let your being tell you what what it is so that you can that part of you more in the space and the coach is present is here to um to 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 give some hints if the to bring the possibilitator in more fear or or giving him some hints and and also opening space for the being to be present listen thank you thank you thank you any else i could try out my experiment with you now go oh so i want you first to close your eyes and Imagine yourself being just a little bit in the past. Where? Imagine yourself to be just a little bit in the past. How much? And a little bit in the future. Just follow my words. That, that's going to work. And the way you do that is by becoming present. So... Connect and more with the moment of right now, the sensations you have. So sense that right now you're already someone else than the second ago. And what you do now is that you take off this belt around you, the belt of knowing and the belt of shape. And now I ask you to name in this shapelessness, one thing that you know that is gonna happen in the nearer future of you. Just name it out loud. It, it will be irrational. A yellow flower. Scream. Somebody will say something. Please. Bright I will light. liberate the next. 
process. So speaking from there and listening to yourself from there is a way you connect to your fear and to the experience of the flow that wants to that wants you to move. And the way you allow that is in that shapelessness. So please open back up your eyes. You will leave the belt off. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just toss it off, toss it away. Mine was like a big, like a Texas belt. Mm. Nice, yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Mark. One proposal that I would have for you is to, instead of only saying one thing, is have people say five, six, seven, yeah. you know, and let yeah. three seconds go and then say another thing and then say another thing. And so the experience of that can just go longer and people can move out of their head yeah. um, if the first thing they say is from their head. Yes, great. Thank you. Cool. And I, I also have this going to the present and the future. I would leave it out. And just start with the present and the belts because that, that for me it was just distracting mm -hmm. I, I, for I me, wonder if that helps maybe if it's distracting because it's not about that you understand it yeah when i talk it's more about that it takes you with somewhere else like into the fear actually for me it worked i, I mm -hmm. went like back bounced yes. into the front and then I, I, yeah. I, I yeah I centered myself so. it was like a movement yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh -huh. even the the fear of not knowing where I am was it already placed me in the, mm. the not knowing yeah I, I got really lost like it, it lose me and then I think I, I, I disappeared and I don't know what how the exercise ended I wasn't there and then it was over. Did you say anything? What? Did you say anything of the things that would happen? Yeah, I kind of got that we had to say something, and then I just say dog, and and that's and that and that's when I disappeared. Okay. Well, well, post a picture if you suddenly end up with a dog in the next days. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just so uh, for as space holding, um, that's a key. Johanna just gave a key in terms of her own relationship to fear. And sometimes it's worth having a lightness, like you just said, Marcus, you know, let us know if you end up with a dog or if a story happens with a dog. I think right now it would have been useful to use what Johanna said as, as um, a key and giving her, uh, I don't know, some clarity. So do you want to try that, Marcus? So this is the sharing after your experiment. Johanna just said, you know, I, I wasn't there. I, 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 what I, I left during the end of the exercise. What would you say, Marcus? Like if, if you didn't choose to go into this lightness. Yeah. So Johanna, my suspicion is that at, at some point when you 
reach your fear, there's like, you're not allowed to go there somehow. And the only option you, you have at the moment is to blank out. So what I would do is I would um, do this journey a couple of more, like a couple times more and investigate on, on when that happens, whenever, like when you lose connection basically to yourself and to write every, every detail you get from that down um, so that you, you basically, it's, it's more about finding a doorway maybe for the healing process. It's not about understanding it just there, but it's to find the door. Yeah. Would you do that? Yes. Nice. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Mm, so I have something, Johanna, do, is that, I mean, along the line of what you were saying, Marcus, is that, is that ever happened to you that you were in a moment of high intense fear and you blank, you blank, you can't really remember what happened or you even fainted. I mean, some people it happened and they faint. Yes. Yes. That I blank out. I haven't fainted, but blanking out is, is regular. I already did some healing process about it, but yeah, it still happens. Okay. Well, really that what Marcus said, I think is a, is a useful healing process is do it on purpose. Try to blank out on purpose because mm -hmm. then you, if you do it on purpose, then you get what's going on and you can also find a way out. Mm -hmm. So navigate to your fear in a way that you blank out. Yeah. And right. I would say, sorry. Would you, I thought you were finished. Would you continue? Yeah. I just wanted to say if they have a they have a real um, physical experience of fainting. So I've worked with one person like that. And the coaching that I got from Clinton who had worked with people like that were have them faint, have them when in a health space, have them faint on purpose, have them have their fears get so big that they actually pass out. And after three seconds, they come back, but it was conscious. And people are just amazed being like, I can navigate this consciously. I don't have to be afraid of this anymore because I can do this consciously. So, and just make sure that you, whatever, hold, hold space for them. And often when they sort of come back, I give them a sharp physical experience, such as like, um, like holding hands, for example, or cold water, just um, whatever, to, for them to get back to, Re reality and being like god I'm, I'm back i fainted and i'm back so that would be something like that johanna just you don't go all the way to fainting you just blank out so i need a a, a space holder for me it would be better yeah. it would be better to do it with a space holder great uh can i shortly briefly is anybody willing to hold space for me this week for that okay Rania, thank you and marcus marcus thank you does Vera. it also, and Chloe, does it also work with freezing? Because I have this, like I have this freezing thing that I, I'm, when I feel fear that I freeze. Well, try it. I don't know. Okay. That would be an experiment. Try it if you can freeze consciously. I think these are more a moment where you've been terrorized, Yuli. I think really in your life, you have been terrorized by people and that was the only answer. 
for you, you know, to freeze and, and to not um, have not being able to answer or say anything. And so it, it would seem to me that more of an emotional healing process for you is to make a boundary And there's some there's something about anger and freezing too. I think I've been going into the water early, early in the morning, and I've really been recognizing how I use my anger to freeze and to numb and to really anesthetize myself. 